welcome to a very special announcement on the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. I'm with Joe Fredericks. I'm here with Matthew Baxley. We are stationed up in the writer's cabin on the Fredericks homestead. It's crazy, unprecedented time in our lifetime in the Boundary Waters canoe area wilderness, and that is why we are coming on here to let you know that things are going to change a little bit for a while. Right. Uh, the Boundary Waters is closed currently. That's the major announcement from Saturday, August 21st. We're recording this now on the 23rd on Monday. And that announcement and news has been out. I think most of our listeners probably have heard that by now, that the closure of the entire Boundary Waters has gone into effect. Evacuation took place. Matthew, you were in the Boundary Waters when the order was issued. We're going to be hearing a lot about that coming up. Uh, we wanted to just touch base and let you, our listeners, know we are following this news very, very closely, hour by hour, essentially, because there are active wildfires burning in and around the Boundary Waters. Uh, as Matthew and I are sitting here in the writer's cabin at uh, about 430 on uh, Monday afternoon, the 23rd, there's ash falling from the sky along Highway 61 from the Greenwood Fire, which is burning near Isabella in Lake County. Uh, which is along, being managed by the Forest Service. Right. This is along Highway 1. If you were coming up Highway 61 going to Ely, a lot of people would take that road through Finland and Isabella. Uh, so that, that highway is closed. It has been for about a week already at this point. And uh, today is a really intense day for the fires in the wilderness. Uh, it's a very kind of surreal scene that's been happening for over a week now here in the Boundary Waters area. And building for quite some time. Uh, one of the reasons we are just getting this out now is because Joe has been busy all weekend covering the closures in the wildfire. Uh, well, he was the first WTIP uh, community radio was the first to get make the news announcement official that the Boundary Waters was closing. Joe's been covering that. In the meantime, I have been in the wilderness, was in the wilderness for two active closures and was uh, evacuated out due to those closures. And all of that story is going to be coming up uh, in our next full-length episode. We're talking to you now because in the meantime... We are going to be posting any possible updates on the fire, on the stories we're hearing about the fire, on the coverage that Joe's doing through WTIP. That's going to, anything Boundary Waters related, especially the fire, is going to be going on this feed so we can keep you as up to date as possible on the things that are happening right here all around us right now. Right. So we're going to saturate the podcast thread coming up just to give you a heads up on that and it's all going to be pertinent and relevant to the situation with the closure there's uh no timeline i mean it, in speaking with the forest service today on monday the closure is now in effect until friday august 27th it's definitely going to be extended beyond then i can assure you of that based on my conversations with tofty district ranger today the meeting at the gunflint trail on sunday night the mid trail fire hall uh, the forest supervisor, Connie Cummins, the one who signs the orders for the closures. And actually, I grabbed some audio while I was up at the meeting. Here's a clip. This is Connie Cummins, the forest supervisor for Superior National Forest. 
As you heard Patty talk about, um, we're just in unprecedented conditions. And um, so you think back to the fires we had in the spring, we had early summer, we started putting in closures just around those fires. Um, and then that gap started to fill in. And uh, we just had this recent round with Greenwood. We saw how that ran. We saw what's happening with the John Eck fire. And we said, for right now, we do need to close the wilderness. Because I can't tell you where the next lightning strike is going to be, where it's going to pop up, when the conditions are going to align with weather, what's going to happen with the Canadian fires. It really is about the safety of our firefighters and of you and of our visitors. And so that was that was a decision that I made that um, really I think is is the right one and had a lot of help from very expert people who know what fire behavior does. So how long was that the question? Um, so for right now it's a seven day, we're looking out seven days. So we're pulling permits for the next seven days. But uh, we will reevaluate that daily. Um, there might be opportunities. I'm thinking that as we see how things go, it's a big area, there might be parts of it that we would open again, or there might be specific uses that we might allow, um, but we're just not there yet until we get some change in the weather or some better control or the snow flies, but we will certainly look at it every single day and we'll open things as soon as we can. It could be until the snow flies, that's a quote from her. Uh, and, you know, in reference, though, to the weather needs to change first before the Boundary Waters will open again for public access. In a massive way. In a massive way. And, and that there could be increments where day use might be something that would happen. Other parts of the wilderness and different uses of it might open. But even those aspects will only occur when the weather changes medium precipitation, cooler temperatures, those are the key factors. And she referenced when the snow flies, meaning if that's what it takes, that's what it'll take. Yeah, as a point of reference, and not to be a doomsdayist, but just as, a, as an extreme example of this, when the, uh, when the Pagami Creek fire burned through the wilderness, they were still fi finding smoldering pockets of the fire the following spring. And that is the sort of conditions that we may be looking at in the foreseeable future. Uh, by comparison, they use these different indexes for drought and the conditions in the forest for fire potential. The Forest Service uses these different models. At the meeting at the Mid-Gunflin Trail Fire Hall Sunday night, Patty Johnson, who's the East Zone Fire Management Officer for the Gunflint and Tofty District, said in Pagami, the fire index was about 250, 300. That's his metric that they create. Right now, it's at 500. So double what it was during Pagami, which was a dry drought condition for comparison. So what that means for for how we continue to watch this is that we are in really worst case scenario situations for fires starting and for fires maintaining and for fires being almost impossible to contain and control. And that as a backdrop to the closures for the wilderness, that it's not just about the wilderness anymore. It is about the land as a whole 
in northern Minnesota in the Arrowhead that we are all of our resources need to be devoted to managing these fires and keeping people safe. Right. And you can maybe hear a chainsaw running in the background. It's probably a neighbor nearby working on a containment line, potentially. Right. I've actually been hearing that sound quite a bit today. When I was just in Grand Marais, there was a what would normally be a fog bank that looked like a, a smoke bank settling out over Lake Superior uh, instead of a, a, you know, kind of light-colored cloud. It was a dark, smoky smog. Yep. So it's a very serious condition here in northeastern Minnesota. We know a lot of our listeners are all over the country, Twin Cities, Chicago, Madison, all over the place, and uh, just rest assured... Everything you're hearing and seeing and the closure, it's all true and it's t- completely necessary uh, because of these conditions that uh, we've been describing to you. And Matthew, as you said, you were in the Boundary Waters on Friday and Saturday, that's the 20th and the 21st of August. You experienced two different closure orders, one for west of Sawbill Lake where you were on a trip on Alton Lake closure came in for that area through the lady chain of lakes west of sawbill you evacuated because of that stayed on sawbill and then the entire closure went into effect the next day you were then contacted again by wilderness rangers and evacuated a second time Uh, we're going to be hearing those details you recorded some audio on your trip coming up in an episode in the near future Uh, but if you would be so kind I, i there's a some audio that I think we should share right away, recorded with a, a friend of yours on the trip. Just give us a little info to set the scene about what we're going to hear. Yeah, you know, it was with my good friend Brian from Minneapolis, his wife, Becca, and their two kids. And, you know, we had a moment to just sort of collect ourselves after learning of the entire Boundary Waters closing. And we're talking through the feelings and... He brought up a very sobering and very real perspective for a parent navigating these times, and I think it's worth all of us hearing. Because it does, it feels it feels like self-indulgent to be loathsome of, of you know what I said, like inconveniences or, or yeah. something. You know, you know, there's always some sort of positive lining, and we will definitely find a lot of positive linings out of this. We, we have will not, yeah, we will not come away like disappointed. Um, but, you know, it's also maybe it's important to just allow that. <clears throat> it is disappointing, and it does suck for us and our family at this moment. But this moment shall pass, and we, you know, my kids are uh, six and just turned six and just about to turn eight, so six and seven. So they've been through this, as with so many other children in this in this past year where things have been just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and dramatic, really. This p- pandemic, like all of these kids as well as adults everybody has been through a very traumatic year year and a half as my wife rebecca was saying earlier this is just one more bit of disappointment you know? mm. and we got double fold you know like we got told twice we had to leave so like <laughs> twice you know hazel's like crying like i don't want to leave you know it's yeah like, i don't either yes uh, when we come around and look back upon this even today, even tonight, I don't think it will take very long for us to like look at this in different in a different light. But 
the kids have just had to be deal with disappointment after disappointment after disappointment you mm-hmm. know no you can't have a birthday party it's a pandemic mm-hmm. like, no you can't go to school anymore it's a pandemic you mm-hmm. know like all these things like yeah there's helicopters in the city like constantly and you're scared because there's an insurrection you know and now like we're trying to find a vacation and get away from it all and we got evacuated twice in a weekend and there's helicopters flying (laughs) over us in the boundary waters (laughs) yeah yeah but you know from you know and then we say you know we tell ourselves our kids and i do believe it i don't mean to you know discredit it by saying we tell ourselves but this is adversity that our children are overcoming yeah and this is such a pliable important time in their lives where if we're training this i just i i do believe this very much for my kids personally that they are coming out stronger for all of these tiny little adversities and for that i should be thankful for this right because they are doing well they're doing very well through all of it. they're just like over there having a great time right now yeah there's a little bit of tears at first and then it's just like all right yeah let's go <laughs> swimming whether this fire what the cause of this fire was like was or was not due directly or indirectly to you know human industrialization climate change you could say you could make an argument either way well this particular fire this welt fire that's here and you know the other you know the other ones i don't know john elk and quetico and greenwood yeah well now it kind of gets a little bit more obvious but (laughs) my my point with in the grander scheme of things obviously this is happening and it's becoming or not becoming it is very objectively wildfires are due to human industrialization impacts mm-hmm. right so this generation and i hope it's just not this experience that my kids are having right now coming over you know overcoming adversity through all this past couple of years i really really desperately hope the children of all around this nation all around this world they are responding to all this adversity in a way that makes them stronger because they're going to need it. (laughs) Because climate change is not going away. Yeah. This is the future that we for better or worse, are giving them that they're inheriting. As, yeah, as as our generation and our previous generation has had such freedom to do at will with our resources, they won't have that, and they will have, they are paying now, and they will pay for our indiscretions. Yeah. <laughs> and that of our parents and grandparents. Yep. So I hope this, these small, oh, <laughs> yeah, these bits of overcoming adversity. I, yeah, I this is just training. I, yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. That's, that's really powerful audio recorded in the Boundary Waters uh, the day of the closure that went into effect uh, August 21st. The entire Boundary Waters canoe area wilderness closed, <clears throat> getting smoky, <laughs> even here in the Riders' Cabin right now mm-hmm. with uh, the smoke from the wildfires in the region. So we're going to keep you informed. We wanted to drop this short track, this uh, 
announcement, as you called it, Matthew, at the top, which I think is completely poignant, and just let you know that we're going to share a lot of information in the weeks ahead. Any news and information that we get specific to the Boundary Waters, fires, closures, what stories we can collect along the way, we'll be sharing those with you here on the podcast. Because we care about the wilderness, we care about you, our listeners, and we care about all of us getting through this. Right. And uh, thanks so much for all the support to get us in this position to be able to do this. Episode 50 may be a doozy. (laughs) That's right. Coming up soon. So stay tuned. A lot more coming your way.